Hello and welcome. My name is Kyle Nielsen, and this is How You Level Up, a podcast where I ask questions to help you become your best self. Today we ask, what is Hinduism? Hinduism is one of the oldest living religions in the world, though it is more than that. It's a complex and diverse spiritual tradition. With its roots in the Indian subcontinent, this tradition has evolved over thousands of years, offering a rich tapestry of theological, philosophical, and cultural elements. It will take longer than we have here today to understand Hinduism in its fullest, so we're going to touch upon some of the ideologies and practices instead. A significant aspect of Hinduism is its lack of institutionalized dogma. Unlike many other religions, Hinduism does not demand conformity to a single scripture or spiritual authority. There are no definitive books, there are no strict regulations, and no ordained priesthood that enforces doctrine. Instead, there are numerous recommended texts, traditions, rituals, and philosophical ideas that coexist under the broad umbrella of Hinduism. This pluralistic aspect of Hinduism allows it to be extremely inclusive and diverse. Hindu sacred texts are many and varied, spanning a wide range of topics. There are the Vedas, which are four collections of texts, with the first three containing hymns and mantras, which is a formula. They are named the Rig Veda, Samaveda, and Yajur Veda, and the fourth containing spells and charms, named Atharva-Veda. These are the earliest known Hindu scriptures. For devout Hindus, the Vedas are said to be Shruti, or revealed, meaning they do not originate at a particular time in history and are eternal, or of divine origin. The word Upanishad means sitting near, so the Upanishads imply that these set of texts, different from the Vedas, are secret scriptures taught by a sage to a disciple. These texts, too, are considered shruti, or revealed, even though they were not part of the four collections of the Veda. The Upanishads are often described as the philosophical essence of the Vedas, and delve deep into meditation, consciousness, and ontological knowledge. There are Smriti, another category of texts which are broken up into epics, sutras, and Puranans, with Puranans containing stories of deities and sages, and they provide guidance on religious rituals. The epics are the Mahabharat, which include the Bhagavad Gita and the Ramayana, These are more than grand narratives of heroes and villains with divine incarnations and cosmic battles. They also encapsulate vital ethical teachings. They were so popular that in 1987, a 52-week-long retelling of Ramayana pulled together 80 million people every Sunday morning. Even knowing where the story would go, there were times when a character of the story was soon to be killed, and fans made a long journey to the studio to plead for the character's life. And when the 52 episodes had aired, other viewers went so far as to go on strike 
and demand further episodes to complete the story, which led to another 26 episodes being made. The retelling of Ramayana created a temporary sense of national unity between Hindus, Muslims, and Sikhs from all walks of life. And the actors of each character, because these people were playing gods and goddesses, became identified with those characters, which led to some people touching their feet, seeking their blessing. There was a similar frenzy when the movie The Passion of Christ came out in theaters in the United States, though I don't think it got to this level. In the same way that Ramayana is a long epic poem, the Bhagavad Gita also is a long epic poem, and it first introduced two innovative ideas. The first was Karma Yoga, which is the path of selfless action. It is a way for ordinary people to have the possibility of giving spiritual meaning to their everyday life. The second innovative idea was the notion that there is not one way, but many ways to liberation. The seeker of this way to liberation must find the path most suited to their temperaments and station. Now, Dharma is also a central theme in any epic. While it does not have an exact translation to English, it is often translated as duty, morality, or righteousness, and it signifies the moral and ethical duties and responsibilities that individuals must follow for a harmonious life in society. Dharma is based on age, caste, gender, profession, and occupation, often reflecting the complexities of human life. It is a concept that encourages individuals to live in harmony with the universal order. Of course, there is also the popular concept of karma. Karma, meaning action and its consequences, leads you to samsara, which is the cycle of birth, death, and rebirth. Karma suggests that each action has corresponding outcomes, and everyone is responsible for their actions. This is similar to a previous episode and topic we touched on, the idea of being responsible for who we become. With karma leading to samsara, samsara is seen as the continuous journey of the soul through different lives, with the ultimate goal of achieving moksha, or liberation from this cycle leading to unity with the divine. To achieve this, people follow their own path to enlightenment. Hinduism proposes multiple paths to achieve moksha, acknowledging the diversity of human temperaments. These paths include 1. Bhakti Yoga. This is the path of devotion, which involves showing love and a devotion to your personal deity. Karma Yoga, which we talked about as selfless action, you perform these duties without attachment to the outcomes. There is Jhana Yoga. This is the path of knowledge. It involves understanding reality's true nature through contemplation, conversation, and reflection. And Raja Yoga. This is the royal path. It is the path of meditation. It involves techniques of meditation to control the mind and senses. Each path caters to different temperaments and predispositions, affirming the Hindu view that there are many paths to the same one truth, and each path is not mutually exclusive, meaning they can be practiced together to lead to a balanced and fulfilling life. In Hinduism, 
The concept of Brahman, the ultimate unchanging reality, is a lot like the Greek logos, if you recall. It is beyond our human comprehension, yet permeates everything in the universe. Brahman is seen as the single, binding unity behind the diversity in all existing things in the universe. There are ritual specialists associated with Brahman called Brahmin. There are also texts having to do with Brahman called Brahmanas. And of course, there is a god associated with creation that is called Brahma. Now, Brahman manifests itself into different deities, into gods, giving rise to the polytheistic aspect of Hinduism. Despite the numerous gods and goddesses, Hinduism can be monotheistic at its core, because as all of these deities represent different aspects of the same ultimate reality, Brahman. The different manifestations of Brahman include the major deities of the Hindu pantheon, such as Brahma, the creator, Vishnu, the preserver, Shiva, the destroyer, and other gods and goddesses, each with their unique characteristics and stories. It could be argued that this is the same thing as Christians acknowledging that there is one God, while also saying that God is many things, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Or that praying to a saint is the same thing as praying to a lesser God in Hinduism. These are different words describing the same thing. And this underlies Hinduism's inclusiveness, allowing for monotheism, polytheism, pantheism, and even atheism under its wide spiritual canopy. The tradition and rituals in Hinduism serve as a means to connect with the divine and uphold social and family traditions. These range from daily practices like prayer and meditation to annual festivals celebrated with great fervor. Festivals like Diwali is the festival of lights, Holi is the festival of colors, Navarita is the celebration of the goddess Durga, and many others mark important mythical events, changes in seasons, or social bonds. These rituals and festivals steeped in mythology and symbolism, offer tangible ways for followers to express their faith and uphold their cultural identity. These lead to a fostering of community, a sense of continuity for tradition, and this is a way to connect with our ancestors or recently deceased relatives. Hinduism as a philosophy asks questions about the nature of reality, consciousness, and the ultimate truth. Its philosophical schools propose that the individual soul, called Atman, and the ultimate reality, once again called Brahman, are one. The Sanskrit phrase, Tatvam Asi, which literally translates to, that's how you are, expresses that Atman and Brahman are the same. Tatvam Asi can also translate to, he, with a capital H, is you yourself. And this refers to God being the higher self within each human being. That higher self being capital S. This non-dualistic perspective transcends religious rituals and points to a direct, mythical understanding of truth. So Hinduism is more than a religion. It is a civilization, a culture. It is a worldview. 
Hinduism guides its practitioners on a journey towards self-discovery and self-realization through its many avenues. It does not strictly delineate the sacred from the secular, the individual from the universe. Hinduism proposes that all life and experiences are imbued with the divine, encouraging followers to perceive this inherent divinity. The beauty of Hinduism lies in its diversity, in the freedom it offers its followers. Despite its complexities, the essence of Hinduism is simple and is the opposite of foreign. It is to live with compassion, to act with righteousness, and to seek truth. Hinduism is not merely about gods and rituals. It is a philosophical and spiritual guidebook for leading a fulfilling, meaningful life. Thank you for listening to another episode. If you're enjoying the show, open up the app you're listening to this on and hit the like or subscribe button and give a five-star rating. At least twice a week, you'll find a new episode asking you a new question, so you can strengthen your emotional independence, improve your communication skills, and upgrade your personal philosophy. So if there's a question you'd like me to dive into next, send it to any of these social media accounts connected in the show notes here. This is all about how you level up.